Yes, yes, yes. Once again, there's a man speaking to me over Skype. His name is Kenny. How are you, Kenny? I'm alright, Terry. How are you t- on this fine evening? I'm uh, feeling quite good. Feeling quite good myself. Looking forward to talking about what we've got because once again, everyone, you are listening to Get Fired, an Apprentice podcast. And what is episode five now, Kenny? We're cruising through this series. It's amazing, isn't it? It's absolutely flying by. The pros are ready at this. <laughs> I know, it's like getting feedback, it's all good. Let's just dive straight in to this week's fabulous episode where we all go to a nice jolly forum, my lover. How are you feeling? It's like being back at home, isn't it, Terry? You know what, that's funny why I wrote at home, it's just like, oh, it just feels like being at home, seeing all the cows and all that. And I can't wait till we get to Natalie in a bit. Oh, my <laughs> God. But first of all, Kenny, I've noticed something on this week's opening montage. Is it me, or do they all look like pricks? Yeah. It's like <laughs> all the editors managed to find the best... <laughs> like you had when you had Jason falling through the yellow door and things. <laughs> not like that. Yeah. Also, since we already know, why is it always a girl that answers the phone? And why is it usually Natalie? Me and Louisa seem to be around the phone, don't they? They like answering the phone. I don't know whether they worked in the call centre or if they worked for K's. I don't know. I would say Louisa did, but I think Natalie does. She seems like a bit, like, you know, slightly dull enough to go work there. But she would have potential to go through the rankings there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Become, like, a supervisor at K's. But also, I was reminded, we have... It's only been one week, but I already miss Foldo. Foldo, oh... Really? Do you want a foldo? I do. Can I have one for free? I'm sure if you you ask Alex nicely, he'd give you one. As we're from (laughs) the same country, we're obviously busy mates. Oh yeah, all of us are. You know, we um, split things. Although I did think he let down uh, the Welsh affair bit this episode. We'll come to that soon. So everyone's getting up in the boardroom. Start of a beautiful episode five. But the boys have the right idea. They're just staying in bed. (laughs) You notice that? Well, I suppose if you know Natalie or Louise, they're going to run to the phone. You don't need to get up. <laughs> exactly. So they, it's, it's going to have that information relayed through you to the door in a minute anyway. <laughs> Where the hell is Jason? He's usually up for a creep in the morning. Yeah, Jason weren't leeching this time, was he? One thing I noticed in the start of the show, they all, all of a sudden, our main man, Zishan, why they, they all started turning us and saying he's a complete bullshitter. Where has this come from? I know. Obviously, that's a bit of in-the-house stuff. Although, some of that might be from last week's task, because he didn't do very good, did he? You know, he says his spells money didn't really sell too well. He's Jordan had to change. Yeah, you know, he had to yes. change to Kurt. Um, Kurt might be a good salesman, but he's, he's a bit, um, um, yeah, okay, um, I wouldn't, I would say he can at least speak more appropriately, but he didn't sell and he's a salesman, it's not good. It's not looking good for the Z-Man. I did have a cheeky lol moment. I was going to turn around and say she was actually stand up for herself. Really? <laughs> really, Asper? Really? Are you going to do this? Are you going to nominate yourself to be team leader to prove a point to Lord Sugar? Well, let's see. Actually, though, Kenny, it's the end of the football season, but the transfer window in The Apprentice has already opened. Oh, yeah. Would you like to tell the lovely people who went to Endeavour this week? Oh, I do. I got it here. Natalie and Uzma. Ooh, that's a bit like Manchester United <laughs> buying someone, Michael Dubry. Oh, he was a good player, to be fair. No, I'm talking about modern day 
Michael Dubry, who's a sack of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell that. And uh, to be honest, the girls got the better deal because you did have Mars and Jason going to evolve, but at least they get Jordan as a freebie. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And I know we'll come to it in a bit, but Miles finally yeah, was impressing me this week. I mean, he stood out a bit more, but we'll come to that. My one thing, though, I got very annoyed. Why does Lord Sugar always say one of you will be fired? They always do! It's not <laughs> as if they... Oh, it's like, alright, if you're the worst one in the task, you're going to get a spot in the final for free, or they're not even going to get invited around to Sugar Towers for jelly and ice cream. It's Are like, they? It's like he's trying to do a Big Brother thing where it's going to be a massive twist. This week, you won't get fired. We're going to throw you back in <laughs> to be fired again. <laughs> so, like, you could get fired, but then you come back the one week and get fired again the next. Because if being fired by Lord Sugar wasn't enough once, you'll go through that boardroom experience <laughs> twice and do another little poo. It's got to be scary facing Lord Sugar when he's on a roll. I, I don't know. I think the editing of the show is a bit like sometimes we catch him in quite a jovial moment, but most of the time it's edited to him, he looks like quite stern. It's like it's uh, when they've had people on your fired before, they say he's quite he's more than happy to talk about things outside of the show like uh, a few of the boys a few seasons ago and they were talking about like Spurs and he was a bit oh, don't talk about that first thing I noticed then so we're on the farm sorry if you haven't watched it and we haven't mentioned it yes we're on a farm task is set a farm shop in a couple of days and make the most profit standard task one thing I noticed there was a complete mad woman or man not being sexist and she was selling 79p each for a fucking orange. Each, Kenny. How much are a bag of oranges? Well, put it this way. I went down to Tesco Value the other day. I got, like, a reasonably average-sized bag for £1.20. Whoa, that's quite pricey. Oh, it's organic, though. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be okay, then. <laughs> What's the point? They're in sheds. Which I thought was a bit weird. Just the whole side of these high-power business people in business suits in sheds discussing business stuff and yeah. then Lu- Louise is going for she puts herself up for this week's Evolve project manager yeah then Rebecca makes a complete tit of herself saying oh well, I quite like to be project manager too okay oh, then what experience you- <laughs> yeah alright then Rebecca what do you know about farm produce I mean, her reaction of, oh, well, I'm sure I can pick it up. But then you could say that about every bloody task because you're doing business. Oh, I can try my hand at that. The fact is, no, you can't just try your hand at it. I think it's like, she thinks it's like the apprentice will give her the opportunity to be like that, though. Oh, look, we can try running a shop. Ooh. To be fair, though, Louisa, obvious choice. Same situation with her cakes shop business. Yeah. I had no complaints, really. She's going for that. It's quite good. It's the food market, isn't it? So... Yeah, exactly. Right, she's like, like, she's got experience at like doing, making produce and selling off in the same day. And buying uh, wholesalers and so on, so. Yeah, I don't think she'd make a generally good fist of that though. No, but I mean, it's just, you know, the general experience because the kind of things she'd have to buy. So she's got that experience of dealing with those type, types of suppliers. The thing is though, the task is to run a farm shop and make money. Now, to be, to a point, I suppose it's you don't have a set fit, um, parameters to stay in, but both teams seem to go for the idea that they're making cafe kind of stuff. 
Like they talk about making soups and yeah. making jack and potatoes. Completely the wrong path for both. Well, this is it. It's like Miles said. Well, he tried. He did say. He didn't try to say. He did say it, but he just got totally ignored. He was like, um, "Soup's a lunchtime product, so when you know it's going to be a periodic sale. It's not going to be sold throughout the day." And as we'll come to later on, no one listened to him. Poor Miles. Although he was quite correct. It's like, oh, let's go sell lunchtime stuff at nine o'clock in the morning when we open. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. The only time I'd say I'd probably fancy a jacket potato is me ma left one in the fridge for me and I was hungover when I was coming in from the night before. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only time I think it's acceptable to have a jacket potato in the morning. Also, Jordan got me very jealous. I want an ostrich burger, Kenny. Oh, they're nice. They are nice. You've had one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it after the podcast. Otherwise, we just digress too much. Neil standing up for himself, putting himself forward for. Right, you're still on endeavour, oh, right? He yeah. wasn't standing yeah. up for himself. It was just like, I am project manager. I don't care about the rest of you. I am going to do it. I am going to lead this task, and we will win. Was his kind of general. Um, this, this is the thing, though. They don't <laughs> announce he's project manager. He's just there. All right, all of a sudden he is. He's I don't see. I don't see actually hear him say, "Right, I'm project manager." He's just there. He is already. Right. I see. If, but it's everything about his character. Like I've said before, he's quite cocky and sure of himself. He's just like, right this week, I've decided I'm project manager. Therefore, I'm it. I don't care. We're not having a vote. I'm just gonna do it. You're gonna listen to me. We had an on-air audio segment of Lord Sugar finally admitting. Or were you related to a certain famous Cluffy? Oh, yeah, I did love that. He is a lot like him, though. I know, but he hasn't got the quotes. He's got the sexy one-liners. Alex as well, letting down the Welsh, being stereotypical and asking for, oh, we should sell cheese on toast. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? How are you going to have organic bread? Oh, I suppose you could have organic bread fresh from the farm shop. Okay. Okay, we'll give him that one. But still, he let us down a bit. Um, although I think it was a good move from Neil. He's been a bit bit of a quiet boy since the first episode. He has a bit, but he's got that backseat driver label, hasn't he? Oh, that's not the uh, only time there's been referenced this episode. We'll uh, come on to that in a bit. Okay, so we cut then Tasset up. Basically, the drive, they're all driving around the countryside, it's coming to get ideas to get stock. Now, Kenny, what do the drivers do when the candidates are on task? I wonder this, especially when they drive around London on these, on some of the tasks. I mean, do they really just park up and wait hours on end for them to decide where they're going to go, what they're going to do? And it must be a right ball ache when the candidates come to them and go, yeah, I know we're in East London, but we want to go to West London now. You've got to be like, oh, God, organise yourselves, please. Are they, like, just taxi drivers, do you think, or do you think they're actually chauffeurs? I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually chauffeurs. I mean, they might be employed by BBC. They might not be Lord Sugars. Would the BBC employ their own chauffeurs? For the purposes of the show, maybe. Oh, yeah, I suppose it's quite right. Although you think about it, like, Lord Sugar does probably put up a few... Things like the treats and things like that. So you think? Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was out of his pocket, just his contacts. Possibly my favourite line of this week's episode. Our favourite sexy doctor with the brains, Leah, comes up with, "How many potatoes are in a kilogram?" Jesus wept. You think the Irish should know about that? Oh, exactly. It's like all the uh, lovely famine and all that they had back in the day. 
I don't see how she could think she could get away with it. There's a few people that like look at each other going, what? <laughs> anyway, we cut to a buffalo farm. Louisa says she's never smelt manure before. Well, I'm sure she's smelt something else before. Uh, but, uh. but she said it smelled nice as well. I know, but given... Shall we talk about this now? The sexy revelations has come out? Go on, then. Well, okay, so it's come out that Louisa is a bit of a... Uh, well, I don't want to say... Sports part. She's someone... Some wags got onto her Facebook had got a few sexy pictures of her out. Good morning. Indeed. Also, she was with Jordan during the Clive show. Nice, cute, lovely Jordan. And then apparently she kicked him to the curb after filming finished. What a bitch. But then, in this episode, and we're at the right point for it, he, he didn't come across as the kind of man who had the killer lines for the ladies. I mean, ladies might be into his look or what have you. But it was there, like when she said about manure, instead of being like anyone else which would be, hang on, why do you think it smells nice? It stinks or just laughing, joking about it. He gets all kind of serious and proper. I can't remember what he said, but he said mentions it's because of some chemical within it. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> he, uh, to be fair though, he looks lovely. Would you? No. Oh, can he? Be nice. I'm trying to pick the poor boy up now. So once he's been done by someone as attractive as Louisa, it's going to be a bit hard for him to come back. You know? Can't be nice to him, can he? Nah, I'm a harsh git. (laughs) You are. Speaking of harsh gits, Nick comes on. So basically Louisa's team want to go selling buffalo meat because the idea is the more unique the product is, it will sell. Now Nick loves the idea of it, but he sees risk. Yeah, I mean, Nick did mention, he said it's high risk because buffalo meat's very expensive. They spent 158 quid, I've got written down there. But the fact is it's different, it is different, but the risk is that they've got a lot of money tied up because you can buy all that meat, but you've only, you always, you have to sell it. You can put a high price on it and you will get it because people pay for the quality. And obviously it is quality and it is real good. Lots of beef in effect, isn't it? It's tired of beef, I suppose. But you have to sell it, otherwise that's a lot of loss. Indeed, because it's a bit like... This is Fingley's time task. You have to sell everything one day, because there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and that's it. You don't have to worry about the repeat business. So you, you can charge what you want. It doesn't matter if people walk out and think, I've got ripped off there. You're not there tomorrow. So we cut to Endeavour's big idea for this task. Optimistic Kurt, our favourite scouter claims because of his he's got his own milkshake business so he says they can sell 200 shakes in one day now I, I can't remember who worked it out but someone says it'll be one every three minutes that is a fucking lot that is a lot even in Cardiff City Centre I'm proud to say I frequent a few I doubt they get through that many a day and that's their job to sell milkshakes it's it's hard to know, but I'd imagine they are quick to make. So you, I, I, I've waited five minutes for one once. Trust me, mate. Sometimes this is a good quality milkshake, though. I should really stress. Well, it's supposed to be, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, the price hopefully reflects it, which it kind of does. We have Alex letting down the Welsh on four. He probably says to the poor scared woman, "I'm from Wales, I am." <laughs> oh God. I know. And the look on it. The poor woman's face when he always confuses her into giving her a cheaper price with his absolutely fantastically crap maths. Oh, that that was embarrassing. That was possibly worse than when Francesca was sorting out the alcohol. And again, 
um, you know, in the first week where I touched on saying I didn't really like how you how you just suddenly dropped the price, and then afterwards they're all frantically on the calculator on their phone or on an actual calculator. Oh my god, you know what have we made? Have we actually made anything? Or has he just said, yeah, okay, that's how much he wants, so you do it? So it's this unpreparedness, and that one again is just a clear example of him being a little bit overconfident in what he can do, and then. I mean, he balls up simple maths because what you what he was trying to do was dead simple maths that you can do in your head. Did he try dividing something by two, and he got a bigger number? Well, it's just... dividing oh, no. it by two and adding it on, so it's like fifty percent more. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut through to humorous bits of the candidates mucking around on the farm. They give a go at milking cows. Now, surely that's a job that even Jason can do. <laughs> You'd like to think so, but I wouldn't be 100% sure. Now, here we go. Second favourite quote of the episode. God, they're flying out of them this week. Natalie claims she's never had any pets. Okay. So, she comes across a cow. Oh, look at this horse. I mean dog. I mean cow. Yeah. She didn't do herself many favours there for the camera. Do you think she's ever been to a zoo? She might feel like she's in one of that apprentice households. Oh, I see what you mean. It could be quite, um, do you think, animalistic in there? I reckon that place could get quite bitchy. And I think particularly with this year's lot, there's, I mean, from week one, especially between the girls, there was a lot of friction going on. I w- uh, wouldn't say from the girls, it's like from the boys as well. Well, that's true. I mean, but the boys, I mean, okay, we, as we touched on earlier, that there's some comments about Z. But most of theirs are actually aimed towards the women, which is slightly derogatory too, in places. But yeah, it's, it's quite a divided. I mean, in some ways, it's not. I suppose it's not a bad thing because they're business people. I mean, I suppose they're ultimate business business people. But it can't be nice and living, can it? No, I, I think I'd be I'd be a bit miserable if I was in that situation. Like, oh. But then we win a trip to Belgium, yay! <laughs> and get you... here when you can't drink it. Poor <laughs> oh, Shan, he gets nothing. I did, who was the one who quoted up with, right, what we'll do, we'll fill up the shop with big bulky vegetables that cost little to make it look fuller? I think that was the general idea. Uh, yeah, that's what Louisa said. I don't want you to spend on produce, I want you to spend it on stuff just to make the shop look good. How does that, how does that work? Um, but she was being really rude then. What was it, use better logic, engage brain? Well, you're not. That's it. Like, Francesca was there afterwards, like, you know, see why we lose tasks. And I was thinking, yeah, if that's what Louise's logic is. Uzma, <laughs> the cut to Uzma being on the back of a tractor with a couple of boys. And she says, oh, I've never been taken around a farm like this. Oh, <laughs> this is film That's innuendo, it. this show. <laughs> We're not even out the first quarter of an hour. I'm loving this week's episode already. I won't lie. It's, it's good episode, to be fair. And to be fair, there hasn't been a poor one yet. No, but this one I, I particularly enjoyed. It's because it reminds you of home a little bit, didn't it? Let, let's be honest, it reminds me a lot of home as well. What, having a farm shop in middle of London? Oh yeah, that's what we do. You know, I mean, we don't go out on Saturday nights, do we, Kenny? We run our own farm shop. Is that on midnight? Yeah. Come to time. It's called uh, to Kenny's. <laughs> to Kenny's. Neil, I don't know why, but I've got written here. 
Neil puts his foot down again, and that man has some big fucking boots. <laughs> but I, I remember the point you're on about where I think it was he told Kurt Usma and Z, or Kurt more so, he was just wanting them to spend a hundred pounds, and because Kurt was taking this line of let's keep spending to a minimum, so it's almost like um, that young man Tom who got to the final last year but lost, where he had a task but he managed and he purposely said you can't spend any more than this. You know, keep the spending to a minimum and just sell sell everything. Um, but so Kurt was going against it, but Neil was so forceful, he thought he gave instructions, but all he actually said was, spend £100. Yeah, that's not exactly really an idea, is it? No. A plan. It's just like, spend this, alright, on what? what? What are we spending on? What was making this farm shop unique? What is going to help us make more profit? There's no plan. We're spending hundred pounds. I could go spend hundred pounds down in what on the boozer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but that's not a plan to profit. No, but then you always had the problem that at this point, Kurt got. I mean, I liked what Kurt was saying about limiting the budget, and I thought no, it's a good plan. But the thing is, though, Kurt was doing it on the premise of we're going to make milkshakes, and he got. That's this is where he began to get too engrossed on with making milkshakes. Whereas what this, he all meant was, I want you to use a hundred pound to get some other things, so we are still a farm shop. But the, neither the main, communicated. The main problem with this week's task was for Endeavour. They put all their eggs in this one basket of the milkshake business. There was absolutely no backup. There was no yeah. real plan B. Well, that's it, because I think Neil, even he got so persuaded by it, but he and, well, actually, in, indeed, the whole team need to hold their hands up in a way. They all just went with it. No one went, hello, um, we are a farm shop, where's, like, with the other team, as we touched on before, they're like, yeah, we're going to make soups and jack and potatoes, and you, you did have miles there going, that's fair enough, but these are just lunchtime products, what we're going to sell the rest of the hours of the day. Mm, exactly. Focusing on one hour of the day, and but no one did that. That's the thing. Like people were going to start passing the buck, but reality is the whole team uh, fought for that one decision. Speaking of Miles, he's fair dues. He kept going for quantity to get more stuff because there's a fear that they would run out of stock stuff to sell. Yeah, which but, is a fair point. Because I mean, it came to a point later on where they cut into Neil's stockroom in the fridge in the shop there's nothing there it's just like literally four cases of vegetables yeah which they I believe they didn't sell anyway I mean they all kind of went in for the milkshake which is not the purpose of the farm shop it's, it, no. I was getting annoyed by this I mean it's just like ah. also like Francesca was bringing up a concern of lack of stock this is the correct way to do it like have we got enough to get through a day yeah. I mean oh. if, if you don't have enough they can't go get any more because like I said there's no tomorrow with these tasks is there exactly but it just reminds me actually as you brought up Francesca and I've got it written down here as good timing is she was right to raise uh, saying look we don't have enough stock bear in mind that Francesca was actually on a roll since she was Louise's team because she started saying to the camera, you know, when they do those cutscenes, she's like, look, we, we haven't got enough stock and we need to get more stock, but Louise is telling us not to spend on getting stock to make stuff, only stuff to fill the shop. I was thinking, you know, fair enough, Francesca's standing out and she's starting to show that she is business savvy. 
But my mm. problem with it is, what what good is it saying to the camera for me and you and everyone else who's listening to this to watch, when really you need to go, Louisa, we need stuff to make, otherwise we're going to run out. It's no good saying it to me and you, because we can't do anything about it. And that's the problem where you get get with some of these people when they say it to the camera or to one person but they don't really step up and go like look bloody do this I mean if your project manager or whoever you say it to doesn't do anything about it at least you were trying your down the hardest to try and get something happening I think that comes across with Miles because he does keep saying it out to it and he brings up in the boardroom which is the correct places but we'll comes out of course in a bit now one thing that made me stunned I had to go pause the episode and go have a sit down for five minutes now you're in the farm shop and then there's uh, they're talking to a shop lady and she's got a pint of nice blackberries there all freshly picked do you remember how much they cost Kenny just like one little sodding punnet I can't remember but I know that Kurt's whole basis for this task was that you could sell them at 40p a pop Oh no, sorry, they cost 40p a time. But then this woman, though, she was selling for £2.25 each! What? You, you didn't notice that? She, was, she did, says on did camera. Did none of them pick up on that, man? Did they not pick up on the fact that they didn't have to charge more in order to make the margins that Kurt was ta- talking about? Well, to be fair now, I, I think I was more stunned that this woman was managed to get away with selling these planets for £2.25 each. I mean, it could cost 40p to mark them up, fine. But then it's like, what mom is going to pay £2.25 for that? Sod quality. Well, there was the like. Cutting on to Leighton before, Kurt kind of pisses about a bit with this. I think it's Neil's proper annoyed with the sub-team, led up by Kurt. Yeah, because they didn't they weren't spending the money because Kurt was like, no, we're not going to spend, we're not going to spend. Even though Neil wanted them to. But when the problem was, all Neil said was, spend a hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, it's, to be fair, it's not like, right, we need so much to go do. I mean, my idea is, okay, so they're going to chuck them all in milkshakes. I've come into a farm shop to buy carrots. I don't want a milkshake. What have you got yeah. for me? Nothing. I'm off then. Well, that's it. I mean, I'll, if I want a milkshake... The last place I would think of, among many others, to be fair, would be a farm shop. I would not go, oh, I'd go to the farm shop for a milkshake. No, I just, that doesn't happen. That's a fair point. I mean, I don't expect these farm shops to do this. Exactly, so they can't expect the customer, even even on the premise of we're here for one day only, so on. Still, people won't be going in there thinking, oh, I can get a milkshake in there. When have you heard of them? Honestly, it's just like walking in there, just like, oh, this idea already <laughs> okay so we got Natalie to camera she goes out about Usma a bit I like this it's taking a little bit of a knife to the throat sliding across slightly saying that she's never seen Usma make a sale and you know what apart from the time she tried cutting in on Rebecca a few weeks ago she hasn't I can't remember her making one honestly no. the thing is um, Natalie says Usma keeps telling us that we'll see her sell like after the two of them were dragged into the board. Yeah, Nat- Natalie made a bit of a remark about Uzma's sales skills, technique, skills. how you <laughs> want to put it. The lack of skills, I think, is uh, what she was getting at. The two teams, they make all their produce, blah, 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 start their plans. So now's the fun part. The names of the shops, Kenny. 
what's he call it? Jordan's team. Who was Jordan with? It was Louise's team, rather. I was Buffalo, was it? Or Buffalo? I can't remember. Oh, you got it wrong twice. Buffalo Cool. That's it. Um, didn't like it. Thought it was a bit of a... It was a bit weird. But when we didn't see the whole shop name choosing process. I know. It's sometimes you just wish you could watch ten hours of, like, the raw footage. <laughs> in a way. I quite like Fruity Cow of Endeavour, Catchy, Bit Cheeky. Yeah, I, I suppose it goes with milkshakes in a sense, where it's fruity and milkshake. But oh, see, see, this is logic. This is logical genius, Kenny. Can't knock him for that. But then still, if I saw Fruity Cow and think, oh, that's a farm shop that sells milkshakes, I just think, oh, that's a funny name. <laughs> Too true. Well, I don't know. The idea is like, oh, it's a funny name. I'm going to go in there. This is apprentice candidate logic. So this works. Well, it's apparently meant to. Uh, Louisa, master giving out tasks. I don't know if you notice. She's, after Rebecca tried cutting in on her action, everyone, she, Louisa gives out the people she's all right with. Not like, she doesn't like anyone, I can tell. But just all right with. They get to dress the shop. Oh, yeah. And the people she doesn't, they get to do crap jobs in the kitchen, like peeling spuds. Yeah. But I was about to think of the targets for what to sell, and it was just like, and Jordan was also on the back of it, like, yeah, we've got to sell, you know, that's selling something, what, you know, one thing every ten minutes or what have you. I was thinking, hang on a minute, you're just assuming that, for one, people actually turn up to your shop, and yeah. two, that you will sell everything. Reality is, you can't guarantee either. So it, it could be an hour before you say, even see a customer. You can't go, oh damn it, yo, that's six items I should have sold by now. No, the fact is, you, you just don't. But when you get a busy period, when you're going to be selling two or three things every minute, that's where it balances out. But it was just this assumption of how it would be working. It's like, come on, you're business people, surely you realise that it fluctuates. Yeah, it's like you said earlier, time of day. It's like, why sell lunch things all the way through the day and also speaking of hour guess who wasn't ready to open because they were still pissing about oh Neil's team 45 minutes it took them ouch and they still weren't ready he looked he looked massively annoyed because it was shuffle done but then what was he doing about it because you know did it take 45 minutes to realise oh we're not open yet he should be booting their asses. I know, he's just like, he's been like Stalin, but without the backing of Stalin. That is the thing, here's what I wrote down about it. Neil's not really in control the entire time. He's never really had words with anyone. He doesn't. He's, he's, he doesn't say, give it out, he's like, guys, what the Christ, we're meant to be open 45 minutes ago. We've not had anyone in. Come on, let's sort this out. He's just, he's so dictatorial it's oh he winds me up I, I apologise to the Neil Clough fans who follow us on Twitter but <laughs> apart from having a great surname there's a lot to detest about him what do you think of Nigel Clough there's a lot more I feel like we can detest about him well I mean he did play for he played for Forest so that makes him okay no I tell you what did kept me me old motor going a little bit Kenny I won't lie being a young red blooded male like Francesca's wearing her pig, like pigtails and like little country girl gingham little bows. Woof, woof, woof. Ah, some of that. God's sake. <laughs> I liked it, what can I say? Oh, and by the way, Karen Brady was my first favourite line in the episode. 
Oh, she said, oh, all the orders for milkshakes are coming in thick and fast. Oh, such a line. Uh-huh. You know, you, you were saying a few episodes ago, I'm sure they, they have writers. I'm starting to believe you. <laughs> they would also keep going, Karen, say this. And she just says it innocently. And once the camera goes off, she goes, ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> it's like, this is why you get paid money, producer man. Oh, yeah. This is why you get taxpayers' money, or TV license money, rather. Same thing. Same thing. We pay taxes, and basically cutting the shark, doing reasonable selling. There's one thing. Kurt is in his element, making all these milkshakes, and dare I say, he cracks a smile. He looks happy, Kenny. I've never seen this. It is a rare occasion. He, he, he's in his element. He's he's like a happy little pig in his sty just there making milkshakes all day long his own little world here he is <laughs> by the way I was also getting a bit fed up with the amount of times he said buffalo oh no oh it was oh, oh wait wait, wait. Kenny was... it, it wasn't just buffalo it was award winning buffalo oh that, that's it and like Jordan he was so well I say so enthusiastic he was too enthusiastic he's like I said don't be afraid to tell him it's quality and award winning don't be afraid to tell me you've got to pay for quality. Like these people don't know it. Even Leah kind of looks at him a bit like, oh, okay. But you know what? I like Jordan. Yeah, I said it. Come but, get me, internet. He's lovely. He is alright, but he's, he's just a bit too keen about Buffalo. I know, but since we've sadly got no more of Tim, he's the most enthusiastic guy out of the bunch. That's why I like. He's not overly positive. But he's quite realistic. He still has the yeah. enthusiasm to carry it off. By the way, during this entire time, yeah, what is Jason doing? He's peeling potatoes and doing a bad job of it by the sounds of it. <laughs> Apparently, he can't even do that. It's like they've got Rebecca and Jason against his side. He's busy washing his hands between every potato he touches. I know, he's a bit like, whoa, what's happening? What's oh. happening with you, Jason? You're just there, being all alone down there. Do you think he was having trying to cheeky leech off Rebecca? I don't know, but he's a bit of a strange boy, isn't he? I know. We, we, we've mentioned this before, and he really doesn't come himself any glory at all. No. Because like, he was there faffing about putting a lid on a seat, and like, I was like, look, come on, you need to hurry up. We're never going to sell it at this. And then Louisa always immediately is down saying, like, you know, come on, we need stuff. And he's both like, oh, I'm just going to wash my hands. <laughs> she makes that comment, how does he get through life? Or worse than that, I've got that down. <laughs> how does he? I mean, we know he's not really had a proper job, but he's apparently got the... Well, he's been to university this entire time, so he must be trained up to a certain level to do it. But then, I suppose, there's the analogy of you can have the knowledge, but you won't have the experience. Well, no, but I mean, but the thing is, we're talking about peeling potatoes. It's just like a general life skill. Exactly. You can have the knowledge of peeling potatoes, can you? But you don't have the experience of doing it. Speaking of Miles, I think if you had a bit of a, oh, really, moment where he said, oh, do you want to make it look beautiful, make it look pretty? Oh, but his actual genuine, oh, really moment was when he said, should we get the soup outside so people can actually see it? That was a bit of ingenuity. Apparently, Kurt has the massive idea oh, should we start making a juice to sell it? Eh? Oh, no, I didn't get that. But it was a bit of diversification. 
adds to what they've got. I know, but it's just like the whole idea is like Neil's got to peg it down to local cost cutter to make juice to appease Kurt. I just thought that was funny. He's lost a bit of control over this situation well, already. That's it, because Neil, while I'm going, oh, no, that's going to cost too much and I need you here, he was just like, yeah, okay, he's, he was a bit easily persuaded. Or, and also what I'll point out on that, why did it take Kurt, Z and Uzma to go and get some juice? Short because yes. one of them. <laughs> And, and also, Osman in particular, I don't think she actually knew. I don't want to be disrespectful to the girl, but I don't oh, think I she am. actually realised where she was going and what they were doing. Osman doesn't really sell herself. Like, when she's, like, around, next to cr- town cry of the people, Alex, who's just belting her out, the thickest Welsh accent ever, and actually making s- sales, Osman says her going, oh, uh, do you want to try this? Uh, 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 uh. It's not exactly as you raising confidence. You want to be confident so you people perceive you that they have a product that you would like off them. Exactly. It's like if I came up to you and was like, oh, Kenny, would you like some signs? Uh, you'd like your way. Whereas if I go to you and go, right, I've got this milkshake, do you want it? It's got apples, it's got blackberries, it's got finest quality milk from a local dairy. Yeah, take yeah give, it, you give it to quid. me. Give it to me, Kenny. Give it to me now. I hear it. Take five quid. Oh. Keep the change. It's fine. There you go. In fact, Osmo has to reference it. It's actually saying, I'm so embarrassed. Well, my response is here, written, <clears throat> stop being a prick and go make some money. <laughs> It's true. Why? She's just there for ages. Miles takes his turn to slag off Jason, like you referenced earlier, saying he is a trickless pony. I think Stuart Baggs was at the ready there, writing the auto cue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's the guy. Maybe that's what Stuart Baggs is doing these days. To be fair, he had a few one-liners in him, so it wouldn't surprise me. Then we start winding down the day. They have a massive fire sale just to get rid of all the... Room veg involves complete abortion of idea to sell jacket potatoes. They come up to the, they change tactics on the day, and they go to instead of because they got all these unused potatoes, they just sell them off. Good, it's fine. It's like it's like we keep saying, we they have to sell the stock. There's no point keeping it because there's no tomorrow. They have to earn all this money. By the way, though, I did love uh, milk two for a pound. Oh, I love a bit of milk. I know, two for a pound, that's an absolute bargain wherever in the country you are. Yeah. Because it's like, four pinters as well. I know, it's like, even a farmer would snap the shit, snap them all off, even now, if he's from the same I'm place. only surprised that, that farmer came back down and would want to buy it back off them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take, take all my money, my liver, it's all fine. Uh, I did notice though, this, which could be hinting at where this episode's going, as my shying away from duties again. Naughty, naughty. Natalie's saying, oh, do you want that mushroom? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I was like, <laughs> are you really, like, just, like, no, literally no. taking selling to the extreme. We're going to sell absolutely any, everything. Here, we've got this fridge. It's not ours. It's part of the shop. But we're not here tomorrow. Do you want the fridge? Five Tenner? Two That would surprise me. Quid. Why not? Kenny, this is the thing. Why not? There's no penalties, is there? There can't be. Yeah, but I think it belongs to Lord Sugar, doesn't it? He could go buy another one. He could go buy another two. Oh, push the boat out. Yeah, but he would haggle, though. He would just buy them. He would haggle. So, here we go. Straight into the boardroom. A nice, lovely Francis sighting. In full view as well. She's... I love the way that she... In the first early series, we never used to see her. And now she's become a right little cam whore. It was just... 
just like her hand picking up the phone, whereas now, like, she just wants all alone, like, let me say. Also, I, you see, like, it looks like usma has been crying before Lechuga's even been in the boardroom. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know whether there's something personal going on, or... Yeah, it could be. We don't It know. could be some crap editing from when it's later on. You know, they spliced in earlier. Oh. Or it could just be that she knows she did, didn't do very well, so she fears that if her team loses, that she could be under fire. Here we go. <laughs> Lord Sugar comes out with amazing Wild West Buffalo ponds for Evolve with oh. Jordan. And do you see where Jordan, Jordan tries to have that joke with him and he's just like, no. Because I think Jordan <laughs> said, you should try a buffalo burger and Lord Sugar's just like deadpan, no. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like absolutely fails in front of him and you can see like Jordan think, like little kid who thinks they've made a really impressive joke and they're told no it's not and he's like aww oh, see you like see it's like you're so cute you just want to pick him up and give him a little lot go it's alright Jordan it's alright those targets these massive targets they set out yeah. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you potatoes <laughs> have you have you got the numbers? Or would you like was, me to divulge you? It was... Was it a target of 150 jagged potatoes and they only sold 15 or 20? They, they didn't even know how few they sold. It, it wasn't that bad. It was 120, but still, that's a tenth of their whole target. And also, the soups did, well, I'll say a bit better, but still. At a target of 200 soups, they only sold 70. That is diabolical. But then again, we can slag off Evolve for doing that, but we'll come to what happens to Endeavour in a moment. I did like the way Lord Sugar correctly points out, it's not a takeaway, you went to have run a farm shop. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think that's where Miles brought up again that he weren't happy that they were so focused on this takeout idea. I know, Miles makes his, uh, sticks his flag in the ground and stands up to Louisa. He's the kind of, you know, they're kind of discussing it and they weren't really arguing about it. They were still like, well, we didn't do that well as what we could have done. So if it wasn't for us stepping in and saying, right, we need to do this, then it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it's quite civilised. I know, I quite like that. This is what I want. We haven't seen this for a good few series without all the shouty people. We certainly haven't seen it this series. No, I was like, oh, this is, they're talking about business, this is quite good. I'm actually getting a, a you know, feeling of how business works. Because this was what I imagined to be like in a proper boardroom when they're discussing ideas. Yeah. It's not like this is like, we'll go into like the boys here from week one, it's like, so we'll have each other just think, oh, alright, it's, it's gonna be like this, and fine, take my money, go. To be fair though, there's not really much, that is a short before the results were said it was quite quick fire I think it's probably yeah, shorter than our discussion about it that's the only thing that we got though really out of them explaining where Endeavour went wrong no yeah, involved Deva, sorry it was literally did you think Neil was a good team leader of which they all said they were happy with him if you have someone who's been a bit dictatorial you don't really want to stand up to him too much but then Kurt didn't walk over him a bit so you think if anyone would have, then Kurt might have gone, well, actually, no. Neil does get brought up in being a backseat driver to task to Kurt. But then, to be fair, I do agree with his point. It's like, Kurt was being forceful, but then he does have knowledge of this. So, you wouldn't stop him from utilising his skills. 
but I just think yeah. we went around it the wrong way. Now, if we took the same strategy, but took kind of scale back on the milkshakes, even Zishan says, I agree with the strategy 100%, but not the target of 200. Yeah. So they could have bought slightly less stock for milkshakes and spent it elsewhere. I think is brought up like Kurt hypnotised Neil with like right if we sell these 200 we'll get 500 quid worth of profit which isn't terrible but that's basically on you sell the 200 well yeah again it's like with um, uh, Louise's team where Jordan's like oh yeah you know we've got to sell this many per 10 minutes it's assuming that you you are actually going to sell it but people want what you're selling it's like assumption is the brother of all fuck ups or is it the mother or the dad it's one of those they weren't really butting heads too much before the results but uh, Kurt kind of snaps off and said well Neil didn't really have any clear direction and to be fair it, like we said about the £100 he didn't well no that's it I mean he's, he was given instructions and well very loose instructions and he didn't follow it right let's go all down to your important numbers we love our numbers don't we on this show well it's what it's all about I guess do you think if we just had like a highlights clip of all the season of just the numbers we would be just happy <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'll get onto it I'll get ready and see what we do so Karen uh, with your results for Endeavour have you got have you got what I've got written down or would you like to oh well I've got it written down I'm pretty sure I've got it down right so go on I'll uh, test your skills so Karen said total sales of £1,097.82. Yeah. Uh, cost, or what they spent, was £558.15. Well, yeah, it's their cost, isn't it? So, therefore, that left them with a profit of £539.67. Oh, free, free. Good work, my son. So, Evolve, total sales, £1,249.52. <sighs> They spent £618, but it left them with a profit, squeaky bum time, of £631.52. Therefore... Yes! 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 And lots yes. Lots Sorry, I was doing my Georgia impression. Before we go to the boardroom, what, one thing I wanted to raise, I mean, I apologise if you were going to raise it, but I found it interesting that Lord Sugar made the point of because Louisa goes, well, I didn't do so bad after all, because they all said they weren't too happy with her. But Lord Sugar goes, well, actually, I think you got that lot to thank, because if you had it your way, you would have lost, because of the whole takeout idea. But then at the, at the fancy dinner they got as a prize, as rewards, she was there still bitching, going, oh, this lot seem happy now, but in the boardroom they weren't so happy with me. It shows how they changed. I was like, look, love. Even Lord Sugar said it worked down to you that you won this task. So shut up, stop going on about it. She actually so she actually's like, I'm pissed off at Miles. Miles in particular. It's like, well thing is He saved your ass. Yeah. Lord Sugar weren't there and he knew you cocked up. You missed out on possibly the most important thing in that whole scene. Jordan going absolutely mental as if his team just scored a last minute oh, of football. Lord Sugar didn't like that either. Just like his Buffalo mate. I know. But the thing is, he busts out a line he says before. This is not a football match. 
Yeah, I think those saw on the last series you had a similar reaction. You had to turn the pop down. The thing is, though, this is a man that's owned and run Tottenham Hotspur. To be fair, he should appreciate this. He's just yeah, but it's not it's not the place for it, is it? Out of football grounds, yeah. In a boardroom where you've got to be professional, no. I, I just think he doesn't like joy, that man, Lord Sugar. Hey, he's a proper hard-nosed businessman. Did you notice, though, when he announces the profit, or whoever announces the profit, sorry, Louisa, you could tell, she, even though he just said she's like kind of piped up, saying, oh, what's this about? I thought about that. The look on her face is one of relief. Yeah. Massive I think, amount of relief. I think if we're just going to look at her team... I don't think you could point the finger anywhere else. I mean, the only other place you could point at is possibly Jason and Rebecca, because they didn't do anything. But then they weren't given the opportunity, because she just put them to the back. Yeah. And she kept them, kept them both on her team, like, so she can monitor them and keep, her on, keep them under a short leash. Do you think there's going to be a catfight between Rebecca and um, Louisa soon, with Jason in the middle? <laughs> Jason will get torn apart. Oh, no, no, he's just there, like, in a corner, like, spying on him, bleaching. Oh. <laughs> Dirty man. There's all these football references now. Do football hooligans watch The Apprentice or something? I like the idea of Apprentice hooligans. <laughs> right. They just, go, they, they, they just go around and wreck, like, um... What's the... Like when student writes, they go wreck phone shops and things yeah, like that. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, and banks and things like that. They turn up, so well, we love the apprentice. This is a Lord Sugar's thing. Bang! By the way, the tree was complete shit this week. I thought. I mean, they do the fancy meals all the time. Yeah, um, you kind of think they probably go out and have it done as well. You know. Off yeah, that's no, it's just. Like, when they say about the task, I switch off at that point because I just think oh, I'm not really interested in their task because I don't get to enjoy it. Oh, you mean the treat? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, you mean so you don't like watching other people have a free treat where you're just there, like, going, oh, I want that. Exactly. Oh, poor Kenny. Makes me jelly. Interesting stats, though. So, at the moment, then, it's Miles, Jason and Jordan who've not lost yet in this entire series after five episodes. But, yeah, Jason's complete... Jason's complete crap. He's lucked his way through this, I think. <laughs> to start I think he has no he's in the boardroom he's gone he's got to be gone he is he will be off soon not hopefully but he just hasn't done enough um, with Miles though he's, he's he's okay he's starting to show a bit he's showing some balls this episode so that's good Jordan cruising along nicely do you say he's um, final four material I think Jordan's shown in each episode he's got a lot of the right sort of qualities hmm he is, it seems to be the only one that's been featuring everyone so far. That's true as well. Mm, very good, very good. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Sold me down for Endeavour. So, basically, Endeavour comes back in the boardroom. They'll start doing it out. I like the way they do bring up how Kurt is like, oh, we may have done it if we sold all 200. But then it's like, well, you didn't sell that 200, Kurt. You only sold 113. Oh, but what... What I'll say on that though, I've got two points to say about this. Oh, please. I've got, my first one is that Neil just jumps on the back of anything that Karen and Lord Sugar bring up, like that, that there. All of a sudden Neil's all over that like a rash. And there's, there's a couple other things where 
the moment something got said about Kurt, and then all of a sudden he's just bringing up every every drop of the hat he can. And my other one is is Kurt said from his experience they could sell two hundred, and they didn't. But then why did no one? And this didn't get brought up at all. Why did no one question the sales skills of the team? I.e., like Usman not selling very much, if at all. And you know what did Neil sell? That didn't from that team. That didn't seem to be a big sales drive. I don't like how there's not really. We don't really see much of a rotation of people on other jobs in this task. Like all we had Kurt do, making milkshakes, making milkshakes, making milkshakes. Surely he should kind of be outside for a bit, yeah. promoting his product. Sure. Well, surely he'd be better at selling than making it. You know, he can show someone how to make it, which probably is, you know, wouldn't take much to do. No. But if he knows the product really well, then he'd be better at selling it. That's using your phone. That goes back to Neil. But also, it comes down to individuals being crap at selling. I mean, I'm not saying they should have sold 200, because that's still unrealistic. But to get only just over half your target, and they had a, a big rush on, it would be interesting to see, to know if all of those people did buy one, or whether a lot of people did come in and out, because they were missing out on sales. I must um, notice here, because Kurt tried piping up saying, oh yeah, but I got the most profit this this team, I have £373 but he still seems to fail to realise yeah, because that's the only real idea they had the entire time, to sell these milkshakes, that, honestly Kenny what else did you see in this episode that Endeavour did in the shop apart from these milkshakes I, I they were, oh, actually, I tell a lie, they were saying like uh, boxes of veg for like £10 at one point that was, getting, yeah. that was when they were getting desperate though but then if he sold 370 odds, that was out of £539, so he still did the bulk. So his general thing of these things are cheap to make and they'll have high margin because you can sell them high, he was right. I, like I said, I like the idea, but it can't be your only idea in this situation. No, but I mean, you can't blame Kurt either because he's not PM. No, but yeah. Alright then, fair enough. Because Neil run, Neil run away with the idea. At what point did anyone else, or, or even perhaps take some of the blame off Neil's shoulders, at what point did any of them go, but this is our only idea? You can't blame Kurt for bringing forward an idea that people like. It's in the cafe, he even says it, Neil. Did we make right shout at the start? Well, no they didn't. Because I mean, if you just concentrate on one idea, no matter how good it is when you need multiple ones, you will fail, which they have done. Yeah. But then Kurt did try to diversify, which is, which is where I think Kurt does back himself up, where he did throw another idea to the table. I mean, maybe too late, but it's better than the others because no one else come up with it. And I think Karen tried to bring up that point that Kurt did at least try to throw some other options in. Mm. So I think that was it. I mean, they could have gone with the milkshake idea, but they were only selling that apple and blackberry one. Or black yeah, pie. I noticed that. I kind of thought so they should have done some different flavours, and perhaps that, perhaps then they would have sold two hundred. Yeah, I mean, what really would have cost that much more to go with a different flavour on the day? I ain't yeah, I mean, you buy less of the apple and black currant, you buy more of whatever else you need. Have a, had a nice orange and banana one. Neil had made a decent point. It would be silly not to go with the expertise at hand with Kurt. 
can't really argue against that. No, but then at the same time, rather than being the project manager, he just was like, yeah, you're the expert, you're gold, what you say goes. Mm. He didn't lead the team. That's true. And then, really look at it, and I would have said, if I hadn't watched from the beginning of the episode, I would have said Kurt was their project manager. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even have said that Neil was the sub-team leader. I would have said that Neil was just too busy kicking and screaming and moaning. He had no real direction where he wants to take this farm shop no. over the course of the day. No. I mean, is it even that hundred pounds? What are they meant to do with it? What is, what is the purpose of this hundred pounds? So exactly. <laughs> the best bit about it, though, with the whole team in the boardroom, Ozma really should have kept quiet. She sticks yeah. she sticks her head out to say something. All of a sudden, it's slightly probably again sniped right in the head. Like everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I it's almost like because she did so little, and like Neil was telling she'd wiggling if you forgot she was in the team. By doing that, it's almost like he went, "Oh shit, yeah." <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you, yeah, you can come back. I completely <laughs> forgot about you. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! To be fair though, Neil did admit responsibility. Good, I like this. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. That's fair enough. But again, I think some of it was. He, any of you know saying he'd be jumping on and that there's been people from the past that do that and if he keeps doing it, Lord Sugar does pick up on it and he will eventually catch him out for it. Speaking of catching them out, so Neil makes a slightly obvious choice of Kurt and as we've hinted at massively throughout this episode, Usma comes in as well. But I like the way he says, oh, I'm going to have to have a chat with Karen about all this. You know what, I honestly, yeah. I honestly don't think he speaks to Karen about the task at all. Like, they talk about things like, so, um, Karen, how's, uh, running West Ham United going? Seems to be going a lot better than when I used to run Tottenham. Are you going to buy Carol or not? <laughs> Ooh, are they? We don't know. As uh, three times in the bottom three in four weeks. But I did like the really interesting editing. There's hardly a mention of Kurt when they're back in with the final three. Yeah, he's just kind of sat there quiet like, Whilst oh. uh, Usma's getting a bit of a drilling. I've been burnt in the boardroom before, but now in the final three, I'm kind of getting away with this. <laughs> she, she was a bit like, yeah, I can look my way through this. I've written down in my notes, Usma is now 30% human, 70% makeup. Good God, it's too much. You could chisel it off. You could, you could peel it off even. You could probably create like another, like a hot, what's what they call, when they plaster cast someone's face? It's... Yeah, yeah mache. Yeah, yeah, like they put it over someone's face to make it like make things like Adam Two Swords and things like that. She came across massively as being dead on arrival with the whole editing about it. I did like how she went, um, oh, the problem with you boys, no one lets me talk. Alright then, what about the other three, four, three or four weeks? What about being with the girls? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was thinking actually it's the other way around, you don't let other people talk, you don't listen to anyone. No, exactly. I did like the way how um, at least Neil kind of stuck up for Natalie because he turned around and admitted, yeah, I could have had a safety blanket, brought you two back in but, uh, well, Natalie did quite well you didn't. Good, he's being honest and blunt. Yeah, I mean, gotta appreciate that because too many, too many times you get people be paper over cracks and step around one and brought in who stretch well, he's like, I thought you are a crack that's what brought you in. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's no bullshit there you go. Kind of like so, Lord Sugar goes through the CV. He does brings up the points how uh, he's not afraid to trample over people. 
Mm, well, he's kind of half showing off there. And I don't really like what he says next. He says, in his strongest opinion, on the first three tasks, he was the main man. No. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that, because where's that come from? We only saw a bit of him in episode one, and he's very full of it, and he was trodding on the sails in that first episode. I was since then. Nothing. Very sick. Nothing. I mean, to be fair, I've really, I'm starting to focus my final four now. At least I think it's a good fist. I'd chuck in Jordan. I'm quite happy. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, he'd probably get there. Rebecca. Yeah. I'm going fourth, but hey, that's three out of four, ain't bad. But no, I, basically so far, I wouldn't chuck Neil in there. No. Lord Sugar says what we're all thinking. I'm sick and tired of talking about these milkshakes. Yeah. <laughs> to- I think you've gone for that. Get to the point. I know. To be honest though, it got me like, oh, I could go for a bottle of fridge. You know, the chocolate milkshake. Ooh. You know, it, it convinced me so much. To be honest, I watched the episode before I went for work today, and I ended up going to buy... I brought two bottles. I did, like... Lord Sugar brings up to Uzma, you've had notes from Nick and Karen saying how poor you've been. I think that's a massively bad sign. Yeah, but in other words, yeah. It, it, it's right on the wall. I mean, also, he's kind of saying putting all the blame... On Kurt was unfair, which... Yeah. I, I liked that, because it was, because it's one thing going, oh yeah, I take responsibility, but I'm blaming him. It kind of falsifies you going, yeah, I'm holding my hands up. Because like, that always goes to what I was saying about Neil, where he was just jumping on anything that was being said about Kurt. I did like the final build-up to full reveal he was fired. They probably dragged that one out. Oh, oh I know. Was, you didn't know I thought it was going to like each of them, and like every time you point to each one and say something to him, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna fire that one. Oh, he's gonna fire that one. No, he's gonna fire that one. No, he is gonna fire this one. He turns around and says to Neil, there's not much space left for mistakes. I kind of agree with him. Yeah, because he completely bought, he, well, he didn't balls, balls up task on his own, but he certainly shows his leadership skills much to admire. Very much so. Uh, Kurt was given a bit of a dressing down as well. Pretty much is, this is your idea in practice, this is what you should know, and you got it wrong, you didn't sell enough, so yeah. that's fine. But then he goes, there's no smoke without fire, so Ozma, I'm sorry, you're fired. Why? Yeah. Now, here's my thing, why apologise to her? She's been crap. Exactly. I mean, it's, I think overall, out, out of three, you just got to get rid of a most because of overall performance, including this task, because it's not like previously and she actually did all right this week. She was all probably the worst on this task. So she had to go. Although she did feel that, as you touched on, that Neil brought her in just as the, just as the fact of him saying she's the weakest link and those other people she could, he could have brought in. And at, at the time I was thinking, no, it's because he did rubbish. But then, when they're back at the house, Neil made a comment. I didn't bloody write it down, but it did seem and sound like the way he put it was, I brought her in because basically I knew she was going to get fired. Oh, I didn't, I must say, I didn't really notice that, but it's a bit like, it's, it's obvious it's been, the writing's on the wall for us for a few weeks yeah. now. I have absolutely yeah. no complaints <laughs> about but that. That shows Neil's a bit sly of that as well, because he's, he's, he must have been thinking partly, Shit, I could go. I actually could go. It might not be Kurt, 
So he thought, right, take Osma safe. That's not Big Brother. It's meant to be. It's an excellent tactic. Oh yeah, but I mean, especially when you're in the board and say, "Oh no, I've done it for that," and he blankly has. Pretty much. Also, Osma in the taxi. Oh, Lord Sugar says there's no smoke without fire. Well, he hasn't seen the fire in me. Oh God. Well, I don't think anyone has. No. What? What has she done? I don't think he's likely to come. I, I'm always a bit tempted to go watch You're Fired from this week just to see if they can actually do a highlights package of her. <laughs> <laughs> Complete tribe. What was Ishan saying in the house? Oh, he was... I said he was saying something about Neil and Neil walked in... No, 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 no. That's, no, that's Jason that yes. said it, weren't it? Yeah, 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 that's it. He's like saying, oh, oh lol, Neil's a backseat driver. Then Neil walks in, and you just That's see Jason's face drops right through the floor. Jason's proper head down like, oh, I think he heard me. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so Usma's gone. Good riddance, really. Yeah. Uh, she, she's a candidate. That's... She, she was a candidate. It's not worked out. No, I mean, at least we could kind of say, with Jazz in week one, you could see there was a bit of... You can tell his enthusiasm. I do think week one is a bit unfair, but yeah, she's a bit crap. Like, there also we had Tim. I thought Tim was a little bit unlucky given the standard, but still. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had Sophie. Well, Sophie didn't do anything. I mean, you got two extremes on not doing anything. I mean, Ozma doesn't do anything because everything she tries to do, she's just terrible at. But then you kind of look at it and be like, I'll look at you just doing nothing else man. a little rundown then so do you think at the moment there are a few dead people walking yeah I Jason's Jason is one because he is bloody terrible I honestly think that I don't think he's offered too much I mean even though he's meant to be how clever he is they, he, they keep mentioning it like he, the way he's presented he's ended to look like a comedy character yeah I mean it's like you said in episode zero I believe it was where it's just has he just been thrown in for the sake of it? Uh, well, I, I honestly don't. I don't want to dispute against the man's <laughs> intelligence, but he needs to show it. He needs to put something to practice. Yeah. I think Kurtz and Neil after this week maybe on a bit of a. Yeah. They need a um, good show. Natalie's under close watch as well. But then she was talked of talked up by Neil yeah. so that's going to help I, think, I did think it was a bit unfair last week because I thought she did alright but then you know, Lord Sugar is going to watch her either way because like a, like a leech like Jason oh yeah well Jason's going to watch her anyway talking about next week's episode we're in bloody Dubai and they get away with these free holidays it looks like it's that search and find task doesn't it yeah they like to bring them out and but it is always funny because Lord Sugar again t- turns out he is a transformer and he transforms into a TV <laughs> we'll yeah. stand oh. oh so I think we're about done with this so that's it for another episode Kenny always a pleasure with you as always but before I let you go sir we better tell the lovely people listening to this how they can follow us and get in touch of course okay 
Well, those of you listening, you've been listening this far with us. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also find us on our blog, which is written by our very own Terry Lewis. Terry, give them the exact details. Basically, go onto Twitter. If you put in the at symbol, Prentice Fired, you can find out what we do for various live tweeting. Although we need to, I need to sort that out. Yes, I know. I don't do it live. I do it the weekday after, where it's still fun. Uh, you can email us, of course, as always, apprenticegetfired at gmail.com. Send us views and fun stuff. The Facebook page, just search Get Fired and Apprentice Podcast. You'll find us there. Please like us and all that. And, of course, I do throw up the usual blog now and again on apprenticefired.blogspot.co.uk. Last one I chucked up was one talking about the girls after uh, the third week, seeing how they're progressing along, what nuggets of potential they've got. Uh, funnily enough, Usman's not in there, Kenny. What a surprise, eh? Oh. Usman, we hardly knew you. Kenny, I'm shaking your hand through the virtual world. I'm doing the same. Oh, very good. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll update you when our next one's out. We look forward to speaking to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.